Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have me a very special guest, Rumi Polsha. Rumi, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing really great. How are you? Oh, excellent, excellent. I still can't talk for some reason. <laughs> I feel like my mouth is like sticking together. Um, but other than that, I am terrific. I'm so glad that, you know, you were able to respond to, you know, the post and, um, you know, the group that um, I believe Joseph Schiller uh, posted. So I got you and three other people from that. I think it was four people uh, from that one post. So I was really happy to uh, to get you on. We definitely needed some variety for season two. And I feel like your book was perfect for that. So really anxious to uh, pick your brain and kind of get started here. Uh, but thank you again for coming. I really appreciate it. Sounds great. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I definitely had way too much pie. And <laughs> I think that's why I've been so tired today. I just was like, I had like half a turkey, I think. <laughs> I probably should have, but my, I tell you, my brother-in-law, he just cooks the best bird. I mean, they raise their own. And I mean, they, he just, he did that thing perfectly. I don't think I've ever eaten more turkey in any one day. And it really does make you tired. So <laughs> and then the pie today leftover didn't help. But yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we'll go right in with that first question there, Ruby. What has your writing journey been like up until this point? Um, so I have always been um, kind of had this strong passion and interest in writing uh, since I was young. Um, so when I was a teenager, I used to write um, plays. Um, oh, that's cool. And I had my friends ask them out. Um, and I also did lots of like journal writing. Um mm -hmm. And I was in essay competitions oh, and wow. um, yeah, and I just always kind of wrote as like a hobby. And then when I went to college, I just did it as a hobby and I tried writing books, but I never actually um, finished a project. I never actually completed a book or a project. Um, so it's kind of like a struggle. It's like I had all these amazing ideas and yeah, yeah. wanted to write and never finished. But then finally, actually when COVID happened, uh, during the quarantine, um, I was stuck for 14 days by myself in a room. Oh, wow. um, and, and that really kind of like um, forced me to like complete yeah, yeah. a project. I had no one else to talk to. I was just like stuck in a room because of the quarantine. And I just had to write. And that actually helped me launch my first book. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah. It's funny because like, it, like there are so many people in the audience right now, if they've been listening, they're like, man, Dan found another one of them for like the 2020 books. And we talk, we call them that like the COVID books or the quarantine books. Like, and it's just, that's, a I mean, I, I was really bored because I was working DoorDash and um, I was working for another company and like every, there was nothing to do, you know, and my wife, she's like, you have like eight books here that you've started and haven't finished. And I'm like, I know. And she was like, I don't know. I think like with everything going on, I was just like, that just needs to be something to happen. So people know it's gonna be like, there's another one now. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely know that feeling, you know, you just think we were all alone with our thoughts, especially if you're in alone for 14 days. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that. I, I've been alone a few times since then. Uh, I got COVID this year. Um, yeah. Like I, I was like down on my deathbed with a, a sinus infection. Then I went back to work probably too early and then got it from somebody. Um, yeah. So I was here for, for quite a while, just stirring with my thoughts. So I can only imagine. 
yeah yeah so I was just like I was like okay I need to write and now's my perfect opportunity to just like write and complete a book so that's so awesome. I, I was able to do it <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome oh uh I was gonna ask you um so because I actually wrote a screenplay I was like the first thing that I ever actually completed um what type of like screenplays uh did you write in the past um, so when I was like um younger, the, the screenplays I wrote were um they're kind of like uh folk tales. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, and they kind of had like a moral to the story, and oh. um there is also some kind of like adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so kind of like Indiana Jones type. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Have you ever thought of? So I'm I'm listening, and I just I gotta plug this um amazing amazing podcast but when when you're saying this i'm like oh it'd be really cool to do it like this um there's this one and i totally can't find the author right now but it's called born to the blade i've been listening to it. it's absolutely amazing um but that to me sounds really cool have you thought about doing that for like spotify or anything like that like you know like in the future to kind of advertise your writing a little bit um uh, doing uh a screenplay or uh yeah like people what they do is they just get like a narrator and then that person does it like an audiobook um oh, yeah like, an audiobook. Being, like really cool i would definitely listen to that if you did that i would definitely listen to that like on spotify or on audio i think that would be like really cool it's like a new thing that i just discovered i'm like oh that's a really cool way to you know like kind of engage readers in a different medium and some people use like a few sound effects like here and there like if it was indiana jones s they just do like a whip app or something like that and then use the audio um but yeah that that's really cool um yeah i would i would totally if you would if you were ever to do that in audio format with your screenplay i would totally listen to that that's like definitely my kind of thing so yeah it's really cool yeah yeah audio books are becoming popular now yeah, I'm, it's it's crazy, like, how many people I've met who, authors I've met who are doing, like, an Audible original now, and that's where I was like, oh, I wonder if Spotify does that. My friend, like, was like, oh, check this one out, and I'm like, oh, okay, and now I've gone down this rabbit hole, I'm, like, saving all these really good ones, and I'm like, well, that'd be really cool to write one at some point, like, I don't know, kind of going back to my original screenplay roots, I guess, but yeah, that's super cool. Have you ever thought about, um, or have, I guess, like, have any of your screenplays, any of that writing kind of gone into, um, you know, like your current writing, even if it's not, you know, 1918, like, is there any of your other writing, maybe like previously where those screenplays, you know, and those ideas kind of came into or, you know, or are you kind of like, um, hearing off yeah, of like I'm, I'm a very like visual person. Um, so when I'm writing, I kind of like visualize um, like the characters and the scenery yeah. and the background. So I kind of feel like I'm writing for a movie or a play or something because I can yeah, like yeah. visually see everything around me and what's happening. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how I kind of, um, get into my writing so it like influences um my writing because oh, cool. basically yeah because basically my writing is just like taking in all the like different environments that I travel to um, oh that's awesome so, and then just kind of like bringing them and like sharing them on paper yeah yeah <laughs> it's kinda, that's super cool I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny it's just funny you say that because I feel like I'm a very visual person when it comes to learning and same with books like I feel like writing I'm better at visual and I've, I've noticed for myself at least like 
visually people are like, oh yeah, I know what's going on. But sometimes like, um, you know, like the other senses I, I tend to leave out personally. Um, and I'm like, my friend's like, well, that makes sense because he's like, you originally wrote screenplays, you know, and he's like, you, you do less of that, you know, cause that is something that is seen in the, you know, the screenplay or, you know, the medium that it's on. Uh, so yeah, it's, but yeah, I, I still tend to do, you know, more visuals, I guess, and, you know, explain things in a more visual way. Um, yeah. So I definitely feel you there. It's definitely my yeah. style, if you will. Yeah. All right, so we'll go to that second question there. Man, now you've got me really, really want to write like an Indiana Jones screenplay now. Um, <laughs> you and Clive Kessler <laughs> like got me into that lately. Uh, what genre or genres do you currently write in and why? Um, so I'm really attracted to um, adventure, fantasy, and historical fiction. Um, I guess with adventure, because I live a very like adventurous lifestyle, like um, I travel a lot to many different countries around the world. Um, and I just like to um, kind of take in all these different um, environments that I immerse myself in and these different cultures and people I met and kind of like put them into my um, writing. Um, so that's why I guess I'm like an adventure seeker. And I like to um, put that into um, my writing um and uh i always been kind of like attracted to kind of like this adventure like indiana jones genre and um like uh hemingway like oh, you know, how he kind of like lived this kind of like adventurous life and then like, yeah. incorporated into his writing so that has been always kind of like what i was trying to do like <laughs> have this like exciting lifestyle yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, sorry, I just laughed because a kid told me the other day that he like, I was like, oh, check this out. I had a Hemingway book because I teach a writing class as well as uh, a reading class, sorry, as well as um, social studies. And I, I was like, hey, try this one. And I forget what Hemingway I handed him. And he was like, that seems boring. And I'm like, how dare you say that about Hemingway? I was like, and I started to explain to him. He was like, okay, I, I'm going to take this book home. He's like, this is the book for me. I'm like, yeah, I told you it's very, you know, adventurous. And I can't even remember what one I gave him. But yeah, I just, I laughed because I was like, pick like one of the most adventurous people of all time to call boring. And I think that that's really a shame. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really like, like, that, like, yeah, it's like saying that Teddy Roosevelt was a boring guy. Like, it's like, yeah. All over the place. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what what, yeah. what places have you, I was just curious, like what type of different countries um, you've been to recently? What sort of okay, so right now, adventures have you been on? Okay, so right now I'm actually um, teaching uh, English and history on oh, the cool. island of Mauritius. Um, oh, wow. So I'm in Mauritius now, uh, which is off the coast of Madagascar. It's like a small tropical island. Um, and it's been really amazing living here. Like I do lots of horse riding here and horse oh, jumping. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I bring in like my horse riding experiences um, into the oh, book too. Cool. Um, and also there's hunting here. So I, I did some like hunting. Um, I hunted a wild boar. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, and um, like there's, they have big game fishing um, and they have all types of like, it's like an island. So they have all yeah. types of these like island adventure type things that um, you can like uh, write about and explore and experience. Um, so it's been like really um, an amazing opportunity. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. kind of like to uh, share with my writing, like all these 
amazing travel experiences and just mm. like kind of um, share them to uh, my audiences and readers about um, these different uh, lifestyles and ways of living and uh, different types of experiences um, that people around the world have. Um, oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so I lived in um, Mauritius and I also lived in Morocco before. Oh, cool. So also another amazing opportunity and in, yeah, in South Korea. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I, I I've always wanted to go there. I actually took South Korean in college, big into Taekwondo back in the day, huge into martial arts. So I, I've always wanted to go. I had friends that, um, Korean language uh, friends through a program that actually um, lived in on the southern tip, actually. I think now they're, uh, they moved. But yeah, that one seemed seemed really cool. I had some friends go there recently um, after the pandemic. But where, where, where did yeah. you live there? In Seoul. Yeah, oh, in I was Seoul. Teaching oh, cool. English. Yeah, I was teaching English in Seoul. And then I got to go to the uh, DMC, the demilitary. Oh, that's it's cool. Between North Korea and South Korea. So yeah, yeah. It was I like my like <laughs> It's like we're like the same person. That's funny. We're the same person. I just haven't been there. Um, I have a my my Korean language friend who was their their brother and sister. The brother actually worked on the DMZ zone. Um, told me some crazy crazy stories. I mean, he had a guy like uh, like two guys. One got like shot, and then the other one actually like made it, and he actually like helped him like cross the zone. He was like, you know, like they're not supposed to cross, but he's like reaching out and then they're like firing and like yeah it was like really really crazy but oh that's really interesting yeah. oh that's cool yeah. Like, yeah, i've always wanted to go to Seoul. that's really awesome totally yeah. blank. Uh, they were from like a tiny village it's like totally blank and i remember it's like the southern very southern tip of south korea korea um but, totally blank and Busan or something. yeah i think it was Busan. Busan. It, it was like it was like a hamlet outside there and i can't remember what it was called but i think Busan was like the closest actual you know like um, place where you could find like better transportation and then, you know, get, um, get there, get somewhere else, like, you know, some of the bigger cities, but yeah, that's super cool. Uh, which, what is your favorite place that you have traveled to so far? It's like, I like all the places I've been to. Cause they all, <laughs> Anywhere all other them. than where you're from. Right. I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, cause they all offer something like, different and unique um and they all have like a different type of sensation with an experience so yeah it's, yeah. it's hard to say like this is my favorite place because like it's like every time you go to a new place it's like like when you're writing a book i feel like you're entering a new chapter of your life because it's like yeah. then you're like a new story for yourself like a new experience yeah. a new setting new people new languages it's like every time you move to a new country it's always like an, another chapter in your book <laughs> like you're yeah, starting yeah. like a fresh it's like you're seeing like this new country from completely new eyes again <laughs> because cool. it's like you're you're experiencing something yeah. uh, totally different yeah especially if you're writing adventure right like it literally is a new chapter in your book every time yeah that's super yeah cool. yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. so yeah, so I always like was always attracted to having this kind of adventurous lifestyle because when I was young, I used to read like lots of like Hardy Boys, Indiana Jones, C.S. Lewis, James Bond, and I was like, that's kind of like what I want to do with my life, <laughs> like yeah, have yeah. this like adventurous life, and then 
So now I finally was able to figure out how to get that. And now I want to write about it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's funny. See, I was always the opposite. I always wanted to stay like pretty close to my hometown. And then once I, I actually almost moved to Salt to teach English. Um, and I was like, I'm just, I was like, I'm just going to move. And my mom's like, please try to find a job in the United States. And then I almost had a job in Alaska, actually. Um, and then I almost had a job. I did have a job, but I didn't take it in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I actually took a job out in Phoenix, Arizona, um, which I love. And then I met my wife out there, but we like, I mean, we went everywhere. <laughs> like there were a few places out there that we did not go to when we were out there. We were only out there for together for about a year. And then we moved back this way. But yeah, people are always like, we're now we're having the baby. They're like, Oh, you're, you're gonna be okay. I'm like, yeah, we like planned it out. You know, I'm like, we traveled the last six <laughs> years all over the United States for a reason, because we knew we were going to be around this time. Like, trying to have a family and stuff so yeah we were just talking about it yesterday she's like oh I'm like ready to travel again I'm like the baby's coming <laughs> in like six weeks I'm like I don't know what to tell you <laughs> you know like, goes, as soon as we have the time I'm like okay I'm like in the next 19 years like yeah but yeah I totally I do miss it though like I we just got back recently um this summer from a few places and I'm already, it's funny because I, I never thought younger I'd get the bug, but now that like I'm used to traveling, like I, her and I have been picking, I think we're trying to go to like, trying to figure out how to go to like Portland, but then somehow 13 hours away hit Seattle at the same time. But like, we would like to go, yeah. I'm, I'm going to like do both. Yeah. Oh, cool. really yeah, yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just, there's so many people I know out there, like writers. And I'm just like, there's so many places I want to go. I'm just like, well, I don't want to just go out there and then, you know, especially with how the plane tickets are right now uh, to go out there. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to just go out there and then go there for like a day. And then I don't, I don't know. We're trying to figure out like the best way to do it. our friends actually just moved to um, Denver, Colorado. And I haven't been there since right before I met my wife. And I was like, I'd love to go back out there. So we talked about like doing that and then kind of road tripping. Um, but I, yeah, keep trying to remind her. I'm like, we have a child. We're about to have a child. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work. But yeah. That's super cool. I'm yeah. jealous. I definitely, uh, we were definitely, um, supposed to go to actually Morocco. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. Our friends were getting married. Um, and then uh, I yeah. switched to Spain or something like that. And then, you know, it didn't get much better. Like last year, like things were still crazy and stuff. But yeah, I've yeah. been out of the country yet, except for Canada. And I'm like chomping at the bit. So <laughs> one of these days I had to meet you in like Morocco or something, you know, somewhere, yeah. or somewhere new, somewhere new uh, would be cool. But yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I can like when the pandemic came, I was like kind of like stuck on the island. I, and yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, that's fine. Stuck on a tropical <laughs> island. Darn it! My <laughs> friend was like literally. I don't remember where my friend was at. He was like literally stuck somewhere, and it was like I think that was the winter here, where it was like it was pretty much winter to like the middle of April. Um, but yeah. wherever he was, it was like they literally had snow, like really bad snow, like May fifteenth. Yeah. He's like, I've been yeah. stuck in here for like two weeks. <laughs> it's like summer's around yeah. the corner. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, definitely yeah, and, much better circumstance being on an island. Yeah. Yeah. Just being like stuck here. And yeah, like the there was really no flights. You can't leave. You're just like stuck on an <laughs> island. <laughs> definitely, definitely helps with the writing then, right? Like yeah. there's like lots to write about. That's yeah, that's kind of like how I was able to like just focus like during the quarantine because I couldn't yeah. like leave. 
Yeah, yeah. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, that's like what um Ben Galley used to do. Like he used to just like go and Will White did the same things before the pandemic. Like they would just go on a cheap cruise and then they would just go for like a week. Um, I think they just do like the Will White used to do like the ten day cruise. Um, and then yeah, he would just do that and he like he didn't know anybody. And he's like, you can't go anywhere other than, you know, on the boat. And he's like, after day two, you're kind of bored. You know, so it's like, I just kind of found different places to write. And he's like, nobody bugged me because I didn't go with anybody and nobody knew me. So I was like, oh, it's like a very yeah. adventurous way to to write your book. But I, I feel like yeah. a tropical island would be a really cool way too. So <laughs> you and you and Will White <laughs> and Ben Galley are all on the same level with that. So I feel like you're a really good company. Uh, okay, so my favorite question to ask people is about their work. So I guess I should ask you this uh, before we got started. Um, but how how am I saying your book here? Is that um, is it Nocho Boy nineteen eighteen? Nachove, Nachove nineteen eighteen. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Nachove is actually a Czech word. It means purple. Oh, that's um, cool. My yeah. half my family is Czechoslovakian. That's pretty cool. Oh, I lived in Czech Republic. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Definitely a place to visit. Yeah. I was living there for three years. I was teaching there. Oh, cool. Where at? Um, actually, I was teaching in a small village in a small town. Um, it was uh near Cheske Budovice. It's in the south. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like My family's from further north. north. Okay. Yeah, it's two hours south of Prague. It was like oh, in cool. a small. Uh, Czech town. It was I was teaching at a boarding school. Oh, okay. Um, like a small town, and I was living with my students, so it's kind of weird. But <laughs> <laughs> I try to avoid yeah, mine like, at all costs. So I, I, I get you. Yeah, I had like dorm parent duties and stuff. But um, yeah, but it was an interesting experience, neat experience, like oh, uh, cool. checking the small town and then um, learning about um, like the Czech history and culture and stuff yeah oh man that's really neat well that's awesome well so what is your book about so when you sent me this idea I was reading I was like I was like okay I'm like going and then once I got to like the fourth sentence I was like okay now I'm sold and then I kind of kept going I was like yeah yeah I was like this is definitely the right spot for you know Rumi and his book so uh, I was just curious what your book was about for the audience but more importantly for me how did you come up with this idea? Um, so basically, um, I got inspired with all my traveling experiences and horse riding experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I decided I wanted to uh, set a book in World War One, uh, set during World War One, because I, I like history and um and I haven't really, lots of the history books I read, they're always kind of like set in World War II. <laughs> yeah, like almost exclusively. So I, just, yeah. uh, so I was like, I'll try exploring a different genre. And then, and usually the World War One uh, and World War Two books are always set like in Europe. And I was like, okay, well, it's a world war. So why yeah. don't we explore World War One in Africa too? Oh, um, so I yeah, so I thought, okay, so I'm gonna set this book in Europe and Africa, um, and basically, it the story it follows Monaco. He's like a 19 year old uh, stable boy, and he um, is orphaned in the Austria-Hungarian Empire, mm -hmm. and he's trying to um, 
uh, uncover like the mystery surrounding his parents' uh, death. And because the only thing he has of his parents is his mother's compass and his father's journal. So it's kind of like this. That's cool. Like kind of like Tomb Raider, like Indiana Jones, like historical fiction. Uh, so with these like two artifacts, um, so he starts, so he's stuck on like a stable because he's a stable boy. He wants to go fight in the war, but then um, he's actually uh, living with, you know, our Franz Ferdinand, like Archduke Franz Ferdinand, who just got assassinated. So he's living with his son and he's like kind of like protecting the son, but then the son gets injured and then he gets taken to a different hospital. Then finally he goes out to fight in the war and he's like um, fighting. And, but then he realizes that the war is never ending and it's <laughs> ongoing. So then he's like, so then he's like, okay, I'm just going to go to Africa and find out um, the mystery surrounding my parents. Cause his mom is from the Island of Seychelles mm -hmm. and his dad is from Slovakia. And then he knows that his dad died on a hunting trip in like German East Africa. And then he's not really sure if his mom's still alive or dead. And he's just like, now he's like, okay, he just, there's a war going on. And he's ready to just like escape and go to find out uh, more about his parents and his legacy with the journal and the compass. So then he, uh, goes through Italy, he um, takes a, a motorcycle, goes through Italy, and then takes a ferry from Italy to Malta, then Malta to Tunisia. So during all this time, I'm like, these are all places that I traveled to. So oh, I was trying cool. to incorporate some of these like um, environments and different cultures and people that I met along the way and like embody it um, through That's his experience. Um, but then it's, but then I'm putting it in a World War One setting, so historical. So I had to do like some outside research too, to figure out, okay, so what type of battles were in Tunisia during World War One or Sudan and stuff. And then um, I incorporated that. Because uh, I want to like make history like exciting and adventurous because... Um, which is what um, Indiana I, I Jones was, did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's kind of like how I became a history teacher. <laughs> like, yeah, through yeah, those yeah. books. Yeah, because it made it, like, interesting to me. And that's yeah. kind of what I was trying to do in my books. Like, bring history alive in an adventurous way. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> so then, eventually, um, so Monaco then eventually goes to Tunisia. And then he gets involved with a nomadic group. And then he, because he's a... He was working on a stable, so he's a strong horseman. Then uh, he crosses with the nomadic group across horse across the Sahara to Cairo. Nice. Then along the way, they he has to go through like battles, nomadic battles with other tribes and stuff. And um, and then in Cairo, um, he takes the train from Cairo to Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, mm -hmm. but then stops in Khartoum in Sudan, and then. I talk about some of like the cool and interesting things um, he experiences on the train ride. Um, and then in Addis Ababa, um, he meets this mysterious girl, <laughs> Allegra. Um, she's like an anthropologist that's mm. uh, studying like uh, the temple of Queen Sheba and King Solomon. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's kind of like a biblical story there. <laughs> 
so it's like, um, and then he finds out, and then uh, Allegra finds out, like, through the compass and the journal um, that uh, Monaco has that he's, like, a descendant of Queen Sheba. Oh, and that's awesome. she's, And then she's like, oh, like, um, and creates, like, a puzzle and clues to find uh, the temple and was like, oh, there's another temple in Seychelles. I'll come, I'll help you get to Seychelles. I have contacts. We could get a charter flight from Addis Ababa <laughs> to Seychelles. <laughs> Cause I was like, at this time, I'm like, how am I going to make this character go all the way from Europe? <laughs> then there. So then luckily he makes this like um, anthropologist girl. Um, and then he starts like, you know, getting attracted to her and they start developing chemistry. But then when they're in Seychelles, she has a friend, Dominic, that helps them also a lot. But then Monaco gets jealous over Dominic because he thinks that they have history. But then I did kind of like a plot twist, like in Star Wars, like Dominic ends up to be like her brother. Mm. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> So, and, and the, but he doesn't find out till the end. <laughs> then, That's awesome. Yeah, and and then later it gets even more complicated because we re, we real the we realize the reason his parents died was because um, um, Project Nechobe um is like a secret Soviet operation where they're developing the atomic bomb on the Seychelles, <laughs> and um. So then, uh, because uh, his parents were trying to stop this project from happening, and then, like, the General Dimitri, like, killed his parents, and then now he wants to get revenge on General Dimitri. Um, but then there's also this uh, side story with Allegra trying to find the temple, like, this mystery temple of Queen Sheba, and then eventually... Uh, she does find it and then finds King Solomon's sword. And then eventually Monica uses King Solomon's sword to battle against the Soviet general. Oh, that's dope. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> so it becomes like so complicated, like <laughs> mixing all this history. And then eventually um, the CIA also gets involved and they want to recruit Monaco into their operations. And mm. then they uh, take the Soviet plans from Project Nechobe and turn it to Project Manhattan. Oh, and then it cool. sets the scene. Then it sets the scene up for a sequel, like leading to the Cold War. Oh, that's um, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, eventually uh, Monaco and Allegra have children and then their uh, twins uh, are Dallas and Dakota and they're going to get involved in like this Cold War operation and then they'll also get like, like um, uh, Dimitri's son Vasily wants revenge for <laughs> them killing wow, their awesome. father and then it's going to get even so now working on the sequel too uh, it's going to get um, even more complicated <laughs> oh, <that's awesome. laughs> so it's kind of like it's kind of like going all over the place. It's like adventure, history, and then I guess some sci-fi with the bomb <laughs> and fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, we're we're really yeah. thrilled on here to always try to make up new genres um, for people. Um, so I have to think on it. I came up for myself like historical urban fantasy because uh, I have some okay. urban fantasy, but I, I mean, I, I teach history. Um, and I'm like, oh, I like these things. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to, you know, do an urban fantasy, but set it back in time. 
So it's like, well, historical urban fantasy. And it's funny. I just had so many people on recently that are just like, yeah, kind of like the golden compass. I'm not really in, you know, one particular genre, but I think that that's really like the future though. I mean, you know, I, when I'm looking at my favorite, um, you know, like fantasies or even sci-fis, you know, I mean, I think you look at alien, you know, alien was sci-fi, but horror, you know, at the same time and did both really well at the same time. So it's like, I think you could really, you know, make a case that that movie could go into either genre, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if your book's interesting, I'll read it, you know, <laughs> I just think like, I think, uh, you know, it is, I don't know. I, I'm just one of these huge proponents where I just, I want to just like go into a room and like, have you tell me what your book is about? And then I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll buy it or no. Like, you know, and I, I'm not really interested in genre anymore to be quite honest, but yeah. So I know there are some people that, you know, religiously only read one genre, but I'm definitely not one of those people. So <laughs> I just, if it's a good story, I'll read it. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds a lot like, um, I'm totally blanking on the author right now, but like I read it, it was like, oh, I think it's like the Oathbreakers. Um, it's like historical. My friends like, ah, it's historical fiction. And the the Gwyn brothers, John Gwyn's sons, um, recommended it, and um, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try it out, you know. And I tried it out, and there was like some. I thought it was just be straight historical fiction, but then you get later on. I don't want to spoil it for anything for anybody, but they have been out for like 30 years, 40 years, but um you know, you get to like the end and there's a little bit of fantasy in there too. So I'm uh, kind of addicted to that. With I think Indiana Jones is like that too. You know, I mean, you have the, yeah. you know, the spiritual fantasy or whatever, you know, with, you know, the yeah. different, the Ark of the Covenant, you know, even the Temple of Doom, yeah. you know, um, the prequel, you know, I think there's a lot of, I guess my friend said it was the mystical. So yeah, I mean, I think if you're, yeah. I think if you're a historical adventure, you know, I mean, I think you got to be prepared for some of that. Cause again, you know, the, you know, some of the roots of, you know, that genre, I mean, you, like you said, Tomb Raider, you know, Indiana Jones, I mean, you know, I feel like yeah. Clyde Custler, you know, has a little bit in there at times too, you know, and I think that's just part of the genre, but if you, I think you're good for your historical yeah. adventure, you know, <laughs> be a good genre for you. I think. Yeah. 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 What genre do you have uh, yourself classified on Kindle now or genres? I was just curious. Uh, well, on Amazon, I think it's this historical adventure. Oh, cool. Fantasy, yeah. It's, yeah, maybe historical adventure and fantasy, yeah. Oh, cool. I always wonder that because they don't have historical urban fantasy. So <laughs> I might have to. But somebody the other day, I just, I'm totally blank. I had an author on. They're like, yeah, I want to create my own genre and they did it really well but they're oh um oh, I'm totally blanking it was a different type of sci-fi and they're like yeah they don't do this I'm like that seems like a very it'd be like if there was no historical adventure I'm like why would you not have that as a genre like that to me seems like it would be a genre uh and I told them I was like you should complain all the way to like the half of KDB and try and get them to change it but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really interesting well that sounds really cool I liked your cover too the purple looked really good so yeah, because it's purple because the natural base like means purple and then like it's the purple oh, army it's instead of the red army purple army like oh that's secret. cool oh i like that oh that's super cool i like when they're especially when people do historical things when there's like significance i got a story right now and um i'm got like a sun goddess and a priestess like a warrior priestess cult i guess and i was like oh what's the city gonna be and i was like 
duh, Basque. And I just added an E to the end. So I got all these. And like the goddess's name is Saul. So I got all these like sun things in there. So I was like, we'll see who, if the readers are paying attention, you know, but, oh, that's really cool. If you're hitting the historical crowd, I feel like that's definitely the route to go to, you know, cause you're almost like self-advertising there, you know? So if somebody knows, you know, you know, anything about that area or time period, you know, I feel like you would hit them right off the bat with something interesting, you know, just from your cover. So I think that that personally is, is really good advertising for you, you know, self-advertising there for your genre. So I think that's really smart. So what do you think makes your book stand out in this historical adventure genre? Other than um, the purple cover. <laughs> the, other than the purple cover. <laughs> yeah, it, it, um, it looks really good. Like, as soon as you sent me, I was like, I'm like, all right. No offense to anybody who sent me emails recently, but I have a lot of people send me emails. So I'm like, it's hard to stand out. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And I'm like, oh, I'm like that. I was like, I had to look at it and study it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So it was definitely, yeah. I think I used to teach design. I think it was definitely a, a good choice there with the the color. It was a very unique cover. So unique color yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think makes your book stand out in this genre the most? Um, I think that um, it sets in World War One and like Europe and Africa and like, and all these different uh, unique countries like Tunisia, Sudan, Seychelles. And I had to research, okay, how is World War One impacting these countries? Because yeah. these are like countries that you don't really like learn about in school when you study World War One. You just kind of focus on, okay, these are the central powers. <laughs> these are the unless allies. Unless you're in you my really class. Know. Unless you're in my class. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's like kind of like, opening up this historical period in a different yeah. perspective yeah, like yeah, yeah a different way of learning about it and also um like uh learning also about like horsemanship um because i'm a horse rider so i, I could like bring in some of my knowledge of horse riding to this character cool. um i think that was kind of um interesting perspective um and also like having like a kind of like a multicultural uh cast of characters and uh, mm. characters from backgrounds um because yeah, yeah. like i come from a multicultural background so sometimes like i was attracted to this like adventure novels growing up but sometimes i didn't really feel like it like reflected um my background so i feel like yeah, yeah. having like this type of historical fiction with a diverse cast of characters um can open up like a whole world for like like young readers and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i hate to break to everybody but not all explorers are a certain group <laughs> of people is i guess is a nice way to say it um yeah like i actually was just trying to watch an old tv show and i won't say which one but i was like oh i was like oh cool you know and now, as an adult, I'm just like, and I've read a lot of the particular author who it, the show was based on. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm like, he would hate this. Like, he would hate this. I'm like, you know, you got you're supposed to have people from all over the world, um, or, or like at least like Africa, Middle East, you know, and I was just like, everybody on here is white. I'm like, holy moly, like, I can't even watch the show now. You know, I used to watch it as a kid because I didn't know any better. But now as an adult, I'm like all right i'm like I just, I just can't do this and i know the author's work i'm like he he would be the furthest person to to ever do that so yeah i definitely 
definitely understand that. There have been a few things that I've gone back. I'm just like, oh man, I'm like, not everybody is, is this group of people who does this thing. It's, it's very interesting, but I think you put a, a good point in there with, you know, multicultural, um, uh, yeah, I just, I was just talking to another historical adventure author recently. I'm trying to get him on. Um, and we actually just had this talk privately. Um, I'm totally blanking on who I was talking to now. I've been talking to too many people trying to get him on the podcast for season three ahead of time. Um, but yeah, we, we just talked about this actually. So it's funny that you brought that up. Um, yeah. Cause we were, you know, discussing that and I was like, well, who do you like, you know, base your character, like main character off of? And he had like a really cool suave, like, um, Oh, I think he said he was like half Pakistani uh, and then like have something else. And I was just like, oh, he sounds so cool. And he um, there's like this one guy from Heroes, um, the TV show. I'm totally blanking on the actor's name, um, but he was the one that like did the painting and could foretell the future. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. But he's a really cool actor. and He's just got like this hawk nose. And he's so like succinct and he was so cool in the show. And I was like, it's funny because we both picked that him as like our model for who would be like our perfect fan casting of our book. And he had him for his historical adventure. And I had him for one of my fantasy novels um, for like this like thief slash scholar. It's basically like a like a Indiana Jones in a fantasy world. Uh, so it's funny that we both like fan casted the same person. Um, and him and I are from very different backgrounds and stuff. And it was funny that we both like, had the same person. And he was like, I know he's older now. He goes, but there's CGI and things and makeup. And he's like, I dibs. I'm like, no, that's not fair. I'm like, I first saw that show and I was like, that's my sky, as I call it, like a scholar. I was like, that's my archaeologist in my fantasy world. But uh, yeah, if you ever see the rights come out, we might have to fight over him. I'm going to have to look at the guy. Yeah. Up now. I used to know his name by heart. Now I don't. But that was super cool. Who would be your fan casting, though, um, for your main character? Like, if you were uh, talking about going back to screenplays, like, if you were to cast yeah. the perfect, you know, actor for your main character, who would that yeah. be? Um, I was thinking about uh, Rami Malek. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, you know, he was in the James Bond. Yeah, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could definitely see that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he would be a good, like, Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, if anybody, if anybody, you know, like, you know, Amazon or anything or Netflix is watching, you know, help us out with that. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> definitely make the yeah. show stand out. That's for darn sure. Yeah. I like his acting. Uh, for that fifth one there, how do you go about research for your novel? So you talked about this, you know, that you research, but like, did did you go I, I'm just curious because I've tried doing this for some of my like historical like urban fantasies and I kind of got stuck in the research process recently so I've decided that once I'm done with my current books I'm gonna go write the book and then I'm gonna do more of the research later and then kind of sprinkle it in uh so I don't keep stopping myself but I'm just curious like you know there's a lot there you know for World War One and particularly the places you know that you have been to and wrote in your books uh, in your book. So w where exactly did you start? Did you try to map out the different countries first? I was just curious at what sort of process you did in terms of your research. Yeah, so basically, like, every time I travel or explore a new place, I always, like, uh, just write in a journal, like, hmm. uh, I might just sit for, like, an hour in the park or in a 
roadside cafe and I'll just start um, writing everything that's happening around me hmm. as try describing the buildings, um, the places, the people. I'll just start uh, journaling. And then um, I also like, you know, like go to like the local museums and um, uh, learn about the history of that place, like uh, through like the different archaeological sites too. Um, and then I kind of just like kind of had all these notes and scraps of journals and I kind of mm -hmm. just like combined all this like um, information into my book. <laughs> um, that's pretty much. Um, but then if I wanted to find like a specific date, like, okay, this battle happened in 19, like ni 1919 on August, whatever, then I would like uh, go to like, um, Britannica or, or um, like History Channel or yeah, National yeah. Geographic uh, just uh, to get like more specific information about that. Um, so you're doing it the, the fun way. You're going to the places and actually going to the <laughs> yeah. museum, seeing the artifact. <laughs> got it. I'm yeah. going to tell my wife that I got to go to the UK right now and do all my research. Uh, go, go, check go check out some Roman sites. Yeah, go check out some Roman sites. So, yeah. Yeah, you can meet me halfway and, you know, we'll head up together and do some, <laughs> some cool adventuring. Um, yeah, she should probably kill me right now. But yeah, that sounds that sounds awesome. Talk about a great way. But, you know, I, I think you make a really good point, though, particularly with the journaling, um, which I had not considered before. So I really think I, I need to consider that. Um, you know, I got different spots in the United States um, where I'm like kind of the same. I'm like, oh, I've been to these places. You know, I'm, I enjoyed it. You know, I want some of my experience to go into the, you know, the book and the characters. Um, but I have not done that. So I think that in the future, that's what I'm going to try, you know, particularly for some of the places that I really enjoyed uh, and really want to, you know, to put in the books because you're capturing the moment there, right? It's almost like a, you know, a snapshot of your experiences, you know, not just pictures, yeah. and, you know, emotions and things you bring yeah, you're kind of like, Yeah, you're like, creating your visual experience and environment and expressing yeah. it in language yeah which makes sense if you're it's an like, author you know? <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why i never considered that before my friend asked me this the other day he goes you've done a lot of episodes i'm like yeah i'm like but you know i always pick up something new that i had not considered or sometimes like somebody the other day said something and i'm like wait 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 i said say that again and they said it and it's like this advice that I've heard, you know, like 30,000 times, but they said it in a different way where it just like, it clicked a little different. And um, yeah, so I think that that's a really good idea. I'm going to write that down. I, I don't know why I never considered that. I got so many journals just sitting right. Look at these. I mean, these things are just like ready to be written in, you know, like, I don't know why I had oh, just like before. Oh, they're just blank journals. <laughs> yeah, my people buy them for me. I'll buy them. I'll be like, oh, it's really cool. And then my brother has a brand new one I just put in storage. Actually, I was saving it actually for uh, a special occasion. So traveling to me sounds perfect. So I have mine. Here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, guys, online, yeah. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I also like, uh, like pictures and stuff too. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Like, I don't know, let me visualize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense. Let's write that down, too. I never considered doing that. But I think that's a terrific idea. That's a really good way to to go about your research, I think, is actually, I, I, I mean, I always, they always say write about what you know. And if you're traveling, I mean, 
you know, it makes sense to, to write about what you know, you know, I mean, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that clearly is going to go on the page for you. I mean, when I was reading through, you know, like your description of the book, I was like, well, clearly, you know, like your experiences have very clearly, you could tell it go, you know, have gone onto the page. And I feel like if you've done that for a synopsis, you know, it really made me more interested in reading your book. Cause I'm like, if the synopsis, if it's bleeding through the synopsis, it's going to definitely be bleeding through the writing. And, you know, I feel like it's really what people come for is, you know, your experiences brought through in your writing because they want those experiences too, you know? And um, like, that's, that's where I particularly go for historical adventure. Um, there's a lot of times, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like you can really feel it, you know, if somebody's been to a place versus somebody that's just writing about it on, you know, on Google or something like that. So I yeah. think that's a really good way to do it. Uh, so we'll go with that sixth one there. What is one writing tool you currently use that you cannot live without? And then what is one you want to try in the future? Um. Well, I guess the writing tool is my journal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense, yeah. Like uh, just being able to just um, go to like these places that I travel to and just kind of document everything that's going around me. And uh, eventually then I could try incorporating it into my characters and my uh, settings and stuff in my writing. Yeah. Delta um, and like all these airlines are going to get this like as this episode comes out, gonna get, like this huge shoot up and, you know, like writers going to be like, <laughs> hey, honey, I got to go. You know, I got to go. And you know, go to these places so I can write. So we're trying to get you some, right. some sky miles or, you know, some sort. We want, Ruby wants monetary compensation, guys, so that he can travel and he'll take the sky miles too so we can travel. So I'll be yeah, there. And I'll write, I'll write about it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, and then, it, you know, it could be part of like their advertising campaign, you know, like that would actually yeah. be really cool. But yeah. I'll write about it in their like airplane magazines. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really really cool they're just like you on the cover with your like one of your journals writing you're just kind of like that and like you know your your, your sunset sitting you know sitting behind you on the island that'd be really cool and then uh, another you, thing you in the same pose yeah <laughs> yeah you could go to everest and the pose you, the, you know everest would be in the background like and they could just do that that could be like their thing from now on see we should be in marketing like yeah do that and then get yeah. paid more, you know, and then write, travel. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, well, that, that, I mean, that that makes total sense to me that that would be the one that you would pick. But what would be one that in the future you would want to try? Could be a tool, um, could be a technology, could be a strategy, could be a POV. Also, um, yeah, also, um, like, when I, I like to also, like, interact with, like, the local people, like, just mm. kind of like a uh, kind of like, have a conversation like I just meet random strangers sometimes like like I remember one time I was like um in Italy and I just started playing chess with old men like in oh, the park cool. and stuff like and then I even though they don't really speak English I just try having like a conversation with them and trying to learn more about like their like really local culture um so I think like interacting like with uh, local people and trying to get a feel for like how their everyday lives are and stuff it's like really helpful in writing because then you could write about like this character in this country and like some of the things that's going on in yeah, yeah. their lives 
Well, we need to get um, you. We need to get you sponsored for like those like like those new earbuds, you know, where they translate uh, for you and then helps uh, you like understand any language. We'll try and get you two sets from whatever the company is. So if anybody knows that company, do those, like, you know, do those yeah. exist? <laughs> they really do. Yeah, they're actually uh, coming out. I know they got bumped back because of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, they. I think they were supposed to come out twenty twenty three. I think I heard recently that they were twenty twenty four now. Uh, they're having some issue with the compatibility. That's what my friend said when he sent me the article with okay. the different um, phone compatibility. But I thought, how cool would that be? Like they talked about using them for airlines, you know, for doctors, you know, um, Doctors Without Borders, I think was going to be one of the first places that, yeah, yeah, that they were going to try them. Uh, the Red Cross was like another one. I thought like, oh, there's an invention like the car, you know, that could really be used to, you know, to help humanity, you know, like, and there's so many different situations. I'm like, I like imagine teaching, right. And you could literally understand a student and then just instantly be able, they, they'd be able to understand you like how much better when I taught in Phoenix, I was like, Oh my gosh, like we do not teach, you know, ESL right at all. Um, in this country, let alone like down there, I had a, my uh, Korean teacher was from South Korea and she was absolutely amazing. And she really understood how, ESL worked or I guess like KSL, you know, like vice versa teaching Korean. Um, but I can only imagine how much easier and better I would have done on my quizzes, you know, if I had had those and been able to practice, but yeah, they're super cool. Yeah. A little bit yeah. of sci-fi technology yeah. coming in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be like, I would totally love to get headphones like that and just then like, I could just hear everything and understand everything that's going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you'd be able to talk to anybody, like literally. Yeah. 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 Like, you could just go somewhere, put on the language and you'd be able to interview yeah. like anybody you wanted. Yeah. And then also then with my students, then I could hear them like talking about me. Cause like now <laughs> some of my students are just like, they're talking in French, and then sometimes I don't understand what they're saying about me. <laughs> it's so like, I, like I, but I know you're talking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had kids that used to do that, and, like, I literally wrote down for three weeks straight this one girl, because um, I'm not very good at Portuguese, but I'm pretty good at Spanish. Like, I'm decent, and my wife was like, watch out for all these terms, because she's, like, really good. She pretends like she's not, but she's really good. Um, she's just too humble and I literally she taught me all these things I had such a long list of things this girl said about me and her like uh, abuela came and I'm like here you go and she was so mad I mean that girl had to have been grounded for like the rest of the year and she's like I didn't say that I'm like no I I'm like I literally wrote down what you were saying <laughs> like every day yeah it was really funny. <laughs> yeah it'd be yeah, funny if you I'm didn't tell like, them yeah you just like you just go in with them one day like that'd be awesome <laughs> all the educators <laughs> in the audience are like oh yeah yeah we would definitely buy those <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'd probably never take them off right like that'd probably be the problem like you, you have to leave them yeah. out or whatever <laughs> yeah. awesome well yeah that i think that'd be a really cool one uh if you could meet yeah. one of your characters who would it be and why if I could meet, yeah, any of your characters, who would it be and why? Um, well, well, definitely Monaco. Um, he's the protagonist of the story, and he just has this. Um, he goes from like this stable boy to this like warrior prince. <laughs> like awesome. he becomes like 
like military prince of of this island nation <laughs> and like takes over takes down the soviets <laughs> so <laughs> so um i think uh he's just trying i think i kind of it's kind of like a reflection of me i guess because he um kind of doesn't really know like what his purpose is and he's kind of like on this journey um but then he is able to, to kind of um meet like this girl that really like kind of helps push him in the right direction allegra that so he could like maximize his like potential and and find his uh, way in the world and like uh, contribute um so i think that's kind of like um you know, he's, I think I could relate to him in that way. Um, I just haven't found the right girl yet. <laughs> uh, so I had some wrong girls, but. <laughs> Been there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just talked to one of my athletes about that recently, uh, coach high school. And she was like, hey, man, I thought I was she's like, I'm just done with men. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> she's like looking at me. I was teaser. I was like, no, I was like, I understand. I told her, I was like, I, I said every single relationship I had up until my wife, I said, every woman was the wrong one. I said, it only takes the right one. It only takes it one time. So yeah, it's yeah. funny how you described that too. I was like, oh man, it kind of, kind of seems like my situation, you know, like I had to do yeah. you know, certain things to expand, but yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, where he's just always trying to like, because um, I'm always like trying to, exp I'm like a lifelong learner, like I'm always trying to like expand and learn new skills, like I'm learning how to play polo now, so oh, that's like, awesome. yeah, yeah, so it's like really, um, I always want to like maximize my potential. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. but you only get one life, you might as well. You know, that's what people always ask me, like, why you go so many places? I'm like, why would I not? You know, I'm like, what am I going to do? Wait till I'm like 70 and then living for yeah. a few more years and then go visit places that I don't even want to go to or can't eat the food. I'm like, I'd rather do it now rather than, you know, later. Yeah. When you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I like when I was reading all these adventure books growing up, I was like, yeah, that's what I want that life i just want to like you know seize the moment and just like yeah. live and try different things explore the world you, know? you need to get one of these like tiktok girls who does the same thing you know that way you could just travel from from place to place i had a buddy that did that and then yeah you know, he like just met some random influencer and that's like all they do now they just like go from <laughs> country to country they you know, they, I don't remember what they do now. I think they've switched jobs so many times, but that's what he's doing is like writing. So, um, yeah, yeah. And then she was doing like website design or something. So they just literally, he yeah. like one day did something. I think they were, oh my God, they were somewhere in South America. It was absolutely gorgeous. They're like on a beach, you know, like just, just hanging out. He's like, I'm doing my writing. And then she was on her laptop yeah. doing her website design thing. I was just yeah. like, oh man, I'm jealous about that. Like, and then here it's like snowing, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was a little yeah, like, okay, but, yeah. like, yeah, like here I met some like digital nomads here. Like, I met this one girl. She was like in Tahiti and Fiji, like going oh, to wow. all these islands around the world. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, what? What type of job do you do? And then she's like, <laughs> oh, I'm in 
I'm like, I'm an import and export. And it's like, oh, uh, what do you import and export? She's like, you know, just general stuff. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know what type of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like an Allegra to me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I just came from Fiji and Tahiti. <laughs> wow. Yeah, everyone yeah. has like interesting lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, yeah, and then also, um, I would like to meet Dakota. So like, Dakota mm -hmm. is like, um, their son. Um, and then, because then, like, the last chapter is kind of like fast forward, like twenty six later. It's like oh, when cool. World War Two breaks out and like the Cold War is starting. So then, like, their son becomes like a CIA agent. So, um, I think that would be cool because that was like one career I wanted to do too, like be a CIA oh, cool. agent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a that would be a very interesting one. I talked to like two, possibly three different CIA, CX CIA agents. Um, um that are writing about their experiences yeah 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 like well i'd actually talked to one in person and then i didn't know until later and then someone told me and i was like oh dang i was like i had so many questions he goes that's why i didn't tell you in person he's like i didn't want him <laughs> to be like no i told you i have to kill you you know kind of thing and yeah uh, i was like but that would have started my jason Bourne phase you know like yeah yeah, um, yeah but very, very interesting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they like the two writers I talked to were so interesting because they're like, well, I can't talk about this, but you know, like they're like, but if I write about it in a you know like fictional sense, they're like they because they wanted to do the same thing you know as you're doing, they wanted to write about their experiences, but obviously there's certain things you know they couldn't write about. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and them, and then I met like a couple of like. Um, special forces guys that were doing like the same thing um very yeah. very very interesting crew <laughs> but yeah super cool now the cia is gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be recruiting you they're gonna send some girl to tahiti and fiji and then they're gonna be <laughs> on your doorstep and they're gonna be like yeah we're trying to export you back to the united states and into the program <laughs> they're probably already outside my door i met this uh I met this military guy here in Mauritius because, um, you know, they have an American military base on Diego Garcia. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like this small island. It's like this small island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. It's like really tiny. Yeah. They have an American military base there. Like, Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I've like, heard of the base. I knew people that went through there. I didn't realize that that's where it was located. That's interesting. So I have actually one chapter in my book called Diego Garcia, where Monaco gets trained by the CIA at Diego oh, Garcia. Cool. That is super cool. <laughs> that <was> awesome. <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah, it's good to know because I, I got this like uh, monster hunter and he's like an ex-Marine. And it was so hard for me to figure out like where I got like two, like three prequel novellas. And I wanted to like show his journey. and a lot of like the past trauma like he had suffered and stuff and like why he became a monster hunter rather than he's just like killing monsters um but yeah it was really hard to figure out like the right base like to send him yeah. to 
because uh, they have them trying to find this one person that had a similar in prequel novella too, like a similar experience to him uh, with the supernatural. And um, then that kind of leads him into finding like the monster hunting crew um, in prequel novella three. But yeah, it was so hard because I'm like looking stuff up. I'm like, oh yeah, like these make sense. And then I was like actually talking to people on Facebook and Twitter about those bases. They're like, you would never find a Marine here. I'm like, okay so i ended up like finding like uh like a smaller base like uh uh, i think it was like in like near prague or something like that but yeah that's that's good to know though um i have to have to change that diego garcia would be a really cool one yeah Yeah. be a much better story that's like this in the middle of the yeah indian ocean (laughs) oh that'd be cool yeah yeah and then down south they have another island called like french antarctica okay Um, it's like it's more like like really south of here uh it's like this small like ice island <laughs> like this like it's like a, a ice island um and they like because next to mauritius is this island called reunion uh so reunion is actually still part of france so oh, it's okay. like it's like the french version of hawaii but it's like out here in the middle of like <laughs> of the coast of Madagascar. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they have like boats that go twice a year from Reunion to French Antarctica. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would be so cool. I wanted to just like go to French Antarctica and see like yeah, penguins yeah. and live on this like like Antarctic island. <laughs> and maybe yeah. like write yeah, maybe I'll do that next. Like yeah, yeah. after my teaching assignment here, just take the boat <laughs> to oh, French okay. Antarctica like stay there for six months because the boat only comes every six months so you, oh, like wow. once they drop you you have to stay there six months wow and so you're just like <laughs> talk about some writing like, getting done yeah yeah that i could just like write there and i'm like i'm writing from french antarctica yeah. <laughs> the oh, from this cool. like remote island yeah. in the middle of like oh that's all awesome. <laughs> i'm gonna have to look that up now like that's not a place i have learned about in my net i'm a geography minor so I, I tend uh, to get pretty caught up in the, you know, a lot of documentaries <laughs> and things. TikTok knows me too yeah, well. Oh, yeah, I haven't, like, haven't, like, haven't heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. I have to write that down to check that out. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so we'll go with that last one there, Rumi. Uh, do you have any news, updates, promos, or current projects you are already working on? Um, yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, I'm writing the sequel for my book. Um, so the sequel is going to be set in the Cold War and it's going to focus on the twins, uh, Dallas and Dakota, like the uh, children of Monaco and Allegra and kind of the new adventures that they'll have to embark and then the new relationships they'll get into. Um, and then maybe one of them will fall in love with like a KGB spy. And... Oh, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go the whole ladder up until like present day. Yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> maybe like from that Tahiti, Fiji girl, I'll create like a character. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, because she even had like a skull tattoo. Like she had a skull oh. tattoo. <laughs> He's got to pop up in a book at some point now. Like minor henchwoman, like something. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you don't even have then, to do character. Uh... You don't have to do characterization. You're just meeting people that are already your characters, right? Like halfway there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and, and true life is stranger than fiction, um, right? So, yeah. 
yeah. yeah you meet all these like interesting characters yeah um yeah and then i'm also writing another book this one's more kind of like a love story about um like two people that grow up in completely different um backgrounds and then they um meet for a polo competition to play polo and oh, then cool. they and then they're competing against each other but eventually they fall in love with each other oh that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah so like i don't know so we'll see how that goes too yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh that's cool all right well Rumi, thank you so much. This was great. I learned a lot. Had some really cool notes. Um, really interested in reading your book. Um, a history junkie. Um, so <laughs> definitely, definitely World War One. I, I World War Two is great, and you know, don't get me wrong, but I've discovered so many great stories. Um, you know, and then you know, people from you know that time period, and I don't think they get told enough. Like you know, we were saying earlier, so. Yeah, definitely up my alley. And um, yeah, I got quite a few uh, students where that's definitely their type of thing, too. So try and get your book yeah. out on the old shelf and try and get some younger generation involved in there because they're a lot better at TikToking than I am. So I'm spreading the word. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if there's anything, you know, I can do in the future, you know, to help you out with, you know, you know, this book or, you know, your future books, just, you know, let me know. Um, sometimes people are afraid to, you know, email me or get a hold of me on social media. But, you know, I talk to way too many people and have way too many accounts now. So the easiest thing to do is just to message me, email me, uh, send me whatever. And, you know, I can spread the word for you. Um, just want to remind our audience, yeah. um, you know, your book can be found uh, in the description of this video or the audio wherever you're listening. Um, and, you know, Ruby really likes to write and likes to travel. So let's make sure that, you know, we are all for, you know, checking out his product, um, you know, wherever it's at or wherever it is, just to make sure that we are reviewing that. Uh, that's gonna be our huge push for season two. Um, you know, it's the best way to get a writer who you really enjoy an author you really enjoy and help them out for the future. So you get another story that you enjoy and want to read. Yeah. So it's the best way to make it. Better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, like someone like me, you know, get some better cover art that way, you know, I uh, can sell some more books or maybe a better, you know, maybe an editor and not just my writing group. So it tends to help things, you know, out in the long run or heaven forbid, do yeah. a horrible book, you know, or something like <laughs> advertise every once in a while. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm not sure, like, I'm. Um... This is my third year living in Mauritius, so um, I'm going to stay here until summer, and then I don't know where I'm going to end up next. <laughs> oh, that's cool. We'll find out. That's exciting, so, though. You can just, you just yeah. do that. What was it? Was the Jumper movie, right? Where uh, Hayden Christensen just, like, threw, yeah, through like the dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really yeah, cool. Like, I just live, like, it's like, it's like, I, I really don't plan, like, where I'm going to end up next. It's just, like, wherever okay oh, that's cool. that sounds like a, i'll get a job there that sounds an interesting place to live yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a nomad life yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's really cool well Rumi, like i said you know if there's anything i can do to help you out in the future you just let me know um you know and we'll we'll do our best um i'll send you the email um we're gonna double check this episode sunday to make sure audio and visual quality is okay for you and then we'll give you uh your calendar date uh, and then, you know, you'll be all set. So if there's anything else I can do, you know, just let me know, my friend.
All right. Yeah, it was great um, discussing. This is like my first book and my first time interviewing with my book. So I don't, this is all a new process for me. So I'm excited to go on this journey and um, like, thanks for the platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime you want to come and, you know, discuss writing or, you know, you got a cool adventure to share with us, you know, uh, let me know and we'll figure something out and we'll figure a way to get you out, my friend. All right, cool. All right. Perfect. Sounds good. We have a good rest All of right. the day there and I will talk to you later on social media and I'll be sending you an email shortly, my friend. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, of course. Right. I'll see you later. Have a good All one. Right. See you. All, All right. right. Bye.